It's time for John Paul, the car doctor, on North Shore 1049. Call today with your car questions, comments, or concerns. 1-800-370-1049. That's 1-800-370-1049. John Paul, the car doctor. Good Saturday morning, everyone, and welcome to the Car Doctor Radio Program. Hey, Biff, for some reason, I'm hearing myself, just so you know. Let's see if Biff fixed that. He did. You're like magic. You're like a magician. You're like the amazing Kreskin. It's Halloween time, so I'm pulling out the magic. Yeah. Do you remember remember the amazing Kreskin? I absolutely do, sure. Yeah, 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 sure. Yeah, yeah, he was amazing. I mean, he uh, he could have solved that problem you, you, if you, you were hearing an echo back. That's right. That's right. <laughs> no problem he at was all. A, he was amazing. <laughs> uh, yeah, so welcome to the Car Doctor Radio Program. Hopefully you fared the storm okay. Uh, what what did the, It was a bomb cyclone and a, I don't know, something else they were calling it. It was, um, it was pretty nasty. Uh, my little house in Abington uh, still has no power. Uh, fortunately, my little cottage on Cape Cod, which is going to become my permanent residence at some point, uh, does have power and does have Internet. So I'm able to be here and not in the dark uh, at in Abington, which would it would be no fun after these many days. So, And it looks like I may not get power on. In fact, my whole neighborhood that I live in may not get power on till uh, maybe tonight at 6 is what they're saying. Uh, so it's not, it's not looking good. So, uh, so fortunately, I'm here, and uh, Biff is there, and yes, we're all we're yes. all in it together. So, so. Me, I'm curious, um, uh, how are you receiving updates on potential uh, power? I mean, how do you get those updates? You said well, six o'clock. Uh, well, uh, National Grid will you know says you know there's so many outages in your area, and uh, so that's one way, and um, then also um, the power of social media. Uh, says that that is also the case. And the neighborhood I live in, uh, and I didn't know this up until a month ago, has a uh, local association page. So there are some people who are eagle eye out there all the time waiting oh. for the power trucks to show up. Okay, so and you one have of a the, number, of, number of resources. Yeah, yeah. So, And one of the reasons was two trees came down, took down a bunch of wires and a pole. So ooh, ooh. it wasn't it wasn't like they could just go in and go oh we'll just hook this thing back up it's uh it's a little more more complicated than that I guess so um and of course I I was telling Biff off the air that uh that I um you know uh, I had a couple of really nice uh uh rechargeable work lights and uh, uh rechargeable flashlights that could light up the whole house and <laughs> and uh, a a pretty good sized voltage inverter and of course I sold them all in the art sale so <laughs> There we go. There we go. Timing's so. everything in life, though, John. It is. And speaking of timing, uh, we got our buddy Clifford Atia on the phone with us. Clifford Atia is the vice president of the New England Motor Press Association. He is also a contributing editor for Car and Driver. Uh, he does a lot with car gurus and uh, I think uh, Auto Week, too. Cliff, good morning and welcome to the Car Doctor program. Good morning, John. Seems like I just saw you. 
I know. It just seems just seems like we did, we're, we were just together a few days ago where I had power at my house on Tuesday, but not on Wednesday. So, uh, so it was, it was, uh, it was great that we got together. Uh, we got, we got to spend some time with, uh, Jim Morrison. Jim Morrison is the, uh, head of Jeep. And, uh, he was, he was at the New England Motor Press meeting talking about a couple things. The new, uh, Grand Cherokee and, uh, and the, uh, the new Wagoneer. And I have an old article from, uh, Automotive News, I think it was October 11th, and it says, Jeep is slinging some mud at Ford as the two crosstown rivals battle off-road supremacy in showing off the rugged Trailhawk version of the redesigned Grand Cherokee. Morrison, head of Jeep brand, uh, belittled the upcoming Ford Explorer Timberline, which offers lifted suspension all-terrain tires. I actually feel sorry for the, for customers to get tricked, Morrison said, uh, to uh, muscle cars and trucks, uh, you can you can paint a tow hook red. It doesn't mean that behind that tow hook it would even hold up uh, in the moment that it needs to. Um, pretty pretty tough words from Jim. Yeah, definitely fighting words. I think yeah. when you hear an executive talk like that, you have to believe what you're saying. And I think he actually does, and the product does stand behind him. Yeah, it it really does, and. Um, you know the idea of having a senior executive like this. I mean, he's—I guess technically his his title is vice president of uh, of Jeep, but he—I mean—but he is the head of Jeep. I mean, when you get right down to it, he's, there's there's him and his boss, who is the head of what all of Stellantis in North America, right? Right. And does everybody know what Stellantis is? Because I still get uh, confused by that name. I I I I was just trying to sound smart, um, but <laughs> it's really. Yeah, it's Fiat one day. It's you know, it's it's Peugeot the next. That's that's the overarching owner of Jeep now. Yeah, still part of Chrysler, but it's it's if for anyone out there knowing we it's that's the new owner. So, yeah, but you probably only have to hear that name once. Yeah, yeah, and, and we'll just we'll we'll just you know it's it's funny. I guess we'll just we still call it the the big three in America. You know, GM, Ford, and Chrysler, and uh, you know, knowing that Chrysler is. Like you said, you know, Fiat or Peugeot or who knows these days, right? Right. And it really, like, Jeep really is the shining star of that whole brand. I mean, Chrysler only makes a couple cars now. They got the van. They're discontinuing the 300 sedan. So Fiat is barely in this market anymore. Dodge only has a less than a handful of cars. So you look at Jeep and it's like all of the excitement and all the new product and technology is getting poured into that brand. Yeah, it it really it really is, and that's and I think that's what makes Jeeps such a valuable commodity to you know the parent company because a Jeep vehicles sell extremely well all around the world, right? They do, they do, especially here. And I was just in the Grand Cherokee L. I went down to the Smoky Mountains for most of this month, and just driving around there for long distances, that vehicle is just so comfortable, and it drives really well too. The old Grand Cherokees, probably ten plus years ago, you guys all remember. It's like yeah. it's still a truck, so it just it didn't handle as well. But this new one, it drives so much more like a car. It's still big, but I was impressed with the road holding, especially on the Tennessee roads. They're much worse, and in terms of uh, fear than some of the New England roads, they don't have any guardrails. And if you pitch a tire just off to the right, you know you're going into a ditch. So. Having that security with the steering and the handling made me feel a lot better. 
Yeah, I know. I have. I've. I've never really experienced that before. But I was out in uh, Wyoming once, and I think I was at, you know, twenty thousand feet above sea level, and I'm like, and there's no guardrails. Why? Yeah, they, Why? they don't care anymore at that point. Yeah. You've gotten that far. It just doesn't matter. I, I guess. I guess that's it. I guess that must be the only reason. So, uh, absolutely right. So, uh, one of the the big hits that Jim was showing off is the Wagoneer, which interestingly doesn't say Jeep on it unless you look very, very carefully with a magnifying glass. It just says Wagoneer, and it's their new sort of luxury, full size brand, reminiscent of the old Wagoneer, although it's actually bigger than the old Wagoneer. What did you think of it? I thought it looked a lot better in person. I wasn't as sure in the photos. It looked very blocky and kind of almost too long. But when you see it up close, it makes it just makes a lot of sense. The perspective is there. And it's a, it's a giant vehicle. There's no way around it. I thought the Grand Cherokee L, the new long wheelbase Grand Cherokee, was large. And then I saw the, the Grand Wagoneer parked next to it, and I realized, oh, that's why it's called Grand. <laughs> and it's, yeah. it's uh it certainly is, but I think perspective-wise and the room, that's what they need. I mean, people haven't had a true three-row Jeep since the Commander, and, and even at that point, that was really just an extended Grand Cherokee, you know, in the, what, late 2000s. Right. So this is going to work a lot better for people that want a Jeep and want to spend upwards of a hundred grand. Can you believe that? I, I, you know, I was at, I, I got invited to a car dealership about a month and a half ago, up in uh, Burlington area or Woburn area, somewhere up there, and they were doing uh, they they were inviting people up to see the Wagoneer because um, Jeep was doing trainings with the with the employees and sales staff and all that. They were doing kind of a on the road show, and uh, they were trying to get a little extra publicity, so they invited me up, and uh, so I went up. I you know had been in the house for a year, so I figured it was you know a good time to get out and drive around a little bit and went up there and um and it was a uh and i and and at first I did the same thing because all I saw was the pictures and the press kit and all that, and when I saw it in person, I'm like you know they 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 got something going here it does it is sort of somewhat suburban expedition reminiscent, I guess a little bit what do you think right yeah, it certainly is. And I think it's the interior is probably the knockout, you know, and the Grand Wagoneer, you got the screens going into the passenger side dash, like behind the trim. I mean, just the, the quality of that. I mean, it, we all know that GM has basically led the full size space, I think, for many years. Good vehicles, not going to knock them. But then when you look at what Jeep's doing here, it's just it seems like they're taking it to another level and people sit inside this thing, even if it's not fully loaded. I think that is kind of where the industry is going. It feels like more of a luxury product than some of the Chevys and GMCs that cost just as much. And then those are, right. to be honest, those are luxury products too, but they don't quite feel as refined, I think, as, as this as this new Wagoneer does. Yeah, it really, it really was. It's like there was almost... I went looking for, and every car manufacturer does it. You know, they put the they put the wood trim where you can touch it, and the carbon fiber or the the aluminum or whatever it is, and then you kind of look under a seat or you know behind a a panel that's not as obvious, and then you see the plastic. I didn't see a right, lot of plastic. Right. 
You know, I didn't see anything no, that made me go, no. yeah, uh, well, you know. I, I remember looking at a car once and saying, this is beautiful, and then I kind of grabbed the outside door handle, and it was made out of plastic. And I'm like, well, why, why didn't they spend another dollar? You know, and they could have, you know, could have made it a little bit nicer. But they look like they, they look like they really thought this through. And the joke, and I guess uh, Jim Morrison heard this joke before, uh, because I thought I was being kind of clever that um, he designed this because his wife and his his daughter are uh, equestrians, I guess is the right term. They they pull a horse trailer. So I said, well, did, is it true you designed this so you could pull your horse trailer around without having to bring a ram truck home, you know? And uh, mm-hmm. and, and he laughed, uh, which was good. Uh, but, uh, but it is, I, I can see this in, I mean, it's certainly in the same space as a, uh, as a Range Rover, wouldn't, it? wouldn't you think? Yeah, those upper prices for sure. I mean, I, and I think a lot of people just in, in New England, especially in the suburbs, you see big SUVs all the time. And a few years ago, you know, there were other writers predicting the demise of the three-row, you know, full-size SUV. That never happened. It's it's only gone up. So if Jeep's entering the space now, so late in the game, you know there's still a massive market. And Jeep just continues to just, I don't understand it for really, especially the people in the Wranglers. That That's their own <laughs> separate world. Yeah. You know, that this is, but you get the passion from those people for the off-road, and then you get the fully luxury vehicles like this Wagoneer, and it's like, oh, okay, I get why people are in this. You know, I don't think I could drive it every day, even if I were to have, you know, three, mm. four, or five kids to put in it, but <laughs> I see why people like it, and so it's just going to, it's just going to work. Clearly, Clearly, they're going in the right direction here. Yeah, yeah, they ab- they absolutely are. I mean, and uh, you know, I don't think uh, you know it, as you look back over the years of um, Jeep, you know, there, there there was a couple bumps in the road in different, you know, when you know when uh, uh, you you look and you say, well, uh, you know, way back when there was uh, Chrysler Corporation and R- the Renault Encore and the Renault Alliance, and it was kind of like uh, um, maybe they weren't the best choices of vehicles and even and even you know not that long ago i think you know maybe uh with uh with fiat there might have been some missteps with some of their sedans maybe uh but i think i think jeep finally said hey look we have this really solid customer base that really likes our vehicles and we have some really good vehicles for them but we can't get them into that true luxury end of a big suv let's make one See what happens. Right. And I think, as, as you know, John, when the last generation Grand Cherokee debuted around 2011, that seemed to elevate Jeep to that more to that luxury space. You had the air suspension for the first time. You know, that was based on a Mercedes. And so we, you know, in the New England Motor Press Association, we liked it so much, we awarded that vehicle the official winter vehicle New England, which is a big winter test we do every year. That was like multiple years in a row. Like it happened so often, I couldn't even remember how many times we gave it the overall win. But that to me was like, oh, that's when Jeep kind of moved up market. Yeah, and and it, it really was, you know, it was almost embarrassing that it won so often because even though it wasn't a three-row SUV, which, like you pointed out, a lot of people want, but a three-row SUV, unless it's in a big frame like a Suburban or an Expedition, the third row is kind of a occasional use, and then if you are using it, you don't have any place to put your stuff because it takes up most of right. the 
most of the cargo area. So I think where Jeep looked at the um, Grand Cherokee and said, look, it's designed to seat five. It seats five comfortably, and there's plenty of room for all your stuff behind the second row seat. And it will do everything you need to do either in a comfortable on-roadway or take it off-road and it'll go anywhere. Exactly. Yeah, and that worked so well they didn't have to, you know, redesign it until now. You know, 2021 yeah. is the major redesign, so that's uh, that's proof right there that it worked. Yeah, and uh, Jim Morrison kept saying, uh, yeah, yeah, how do you think this will do an official winter vehicle? He's going to have to wait and see. We, we yeah, need, everybody we need to, their fingers crossed. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We <laughs> sure. we we need we need to drive it and see what's go- and see what's going on. Um, you're still you're still working for uh, Common Driver, right? I am. Yeah, yeah I do yeah. a lot of writing for them. I'm yeah. writing a Mini Cooper review. I got to finish that one off. So all sorts of things for them. Yep, in car gurus always got yep. that busy. Yeah, and uh, the Mini Cooper was that the convertible or? Yeah, that was the little convertible we had with the uh, Union Jack flag on the roof. I really like yeah. that little guy. Yeah, I I just I just actually drove it. Um, I didn't. I haven't been driving it for the weekend because, uh, well, you know, there was a there was a storm, and I had to bring some stuff to the Cape. So the Mini Cooper convertible wasn't a great thing to put furniture in the back of. No, that yeah. that's a car you would keep at the Cape and just just leave there so you can just yeah. Yeah. Drive it around and not and, go and, very far. Yeah. And I think what one of the things, like you said, it has that Union Jack flag made on the roof and that's um you know, that's our friends' hearts that that can manage to actually imprint into convertible tops like that. And it's pretty amazing. It that really is, yeah. And when you feel the construction of it, you feel that it's actually woven in. So it's not right. it's not um, you know, any sort of graphic that has been ironed on and or, you know, so to speak. It's it really like feels good, and the fact that they can do that is is pretty impressive. Yeah, it's all mm-hmm. happening in action, so it's like it's nice when a big supplier supplies like every yeah. every convertible that you ever drive or see, and you're like, oh, yeah, that's from Massachusetts. Uh, yeah, yeah, exactly, exactly. Um, before I let you go, I haven't driven it yet, but the Ford Bronco, not the Bronco Sport, but the Bronco. Have you driven it? Yeah, we had the one of the first ones. I think anyone really had it. It was a red Sasquatch. It was a four-door uh, with the Turbo 4. I really like that one. And I think now we're going to be getting into a two-door with the Turbo V6. Uh, I have not tried that one, so yeah. definitely want to feel what that powertrain is. But with the four-cylinder, I thought it was awesome. Like, it just yeah. it pulled really well off-road. I took it against the uh, the Jeep Wrangler that we also had. I do think, though, the only really issue for me is that with that Sasquatch package, it is a wide vehicle. And uh, on some of the narrower trails, I found it very difficult to place because it's just so big. And it just, uh, I think the Bronco really does need a little bit more space to run <laughs> than yeah. a Jeep. I don't, I don't know if you felt that way. Uh, again, again, I've always felt that, the, I've always felt Jeeps were the right size vehicle. Um, and uh, again, I haven't driven. I haven't driven the full size Bronco. I've only, you know, and I've only driven the Bronco Sport a very limited amount. So I have. I don't have a lot of experience in the in the. Well, you better. You got to get into that new Bronco then. Yeah, and Tell everybody yeah. because <laughs> there's not too many people that have actually had theirs delivered yet. I don't know if you see too many. I only see yeah, a handful. I, I, a hand I, I have. I have a coworker who ordered a Bronco a year ago. Uh, he he has been told to come into the dealership now where he can finalize the ordering process and still they're saying maybe 
uh, April. So, wow. uh, and the good news is, I guess it's a pretty decent dealership. They're actually selling it to him at, you know, the price it's supposed to sell for, and they haven't marked it up. I saw, I saw a picture of a Bronco being sold out in Utah or something that had a $50,000 markup on it. And it's a great time to be a car dealer. And, you know, I, I can't, I can't knock them for wanting to take advantage of that. But, you know, things, things swing up and things, things swing back down again. That's, that's what always happens. So, hey, yeah. good for them. My advice, as I'm sure yours is, is just like, hey, if you can afford to wait to get a new vehicle or a used vehicle, like, just hold off. Like, yeah. everybody's talking about, like, I need a new car. It's like, well, do you? Do you really need yeah. it? <laughs> Probably yeah. not. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, good point. Wait, wait till the spring. I mean, the car dealers probably hate us saying this, but you know, bring your car to the dealer for service between now and spring, and then maintain it. And then uh, when it's time to trade your car in, it'll be in better shape. It'll be a better trade. You'll get more for it, and you'll be able to get that new car, and and you'll you'll probably be better off because of it. And it kind of all works out that way. Hey, Cliff, yeah. uh, you know we've known we've known each other. How how long have we known each other now? Oh my gosh! It's probably been now over thirteen years. Yeah, and uh, when I first met you, you didn't you didn't actually own a car. I think you no, owned. I, I, I think you owned like a twenty-one speed bicycle. I did. I did. Yep. <laughs> you you were living in the city, and uh, yeah. and now and and now you're you're you have uh, you have a kind of a passion to keep a Volvo going, right? I do. Yeah, I got a 98 S70. It's a really nice kind of that sky blue color. It was my grandfather's car and yeah, he let it go for me for a dollar. So that was there you go. that was really nice. That was my first car purchase. And uh, yeah, I just I just put a bunch of work into it. I got the new distributor cap and plugs and everything. So as you know, keeping an older car alive is not always the cheapest or easiest option, but it's definitely a passion and I love I love that car. It's a classic yeah. box and when I drive it around it's like, you know, Keeps me also in check. It's nice there, there you go. because well, because your other your other car is in a safer yeah. mood. <laughs> your other car is pretty fancy. That one, yeah, that was that. It's like they couldn't be two different cars: the Jaguar F Type and a Volvo, you know, five cylinder. Like, yeah. I don't think I don't know, if there's anyone else out there that has a combination like that. I'd love to hear it. Um, yeah, just, yeah. One, one is yeah. it depends how I feel that day. John. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. Like, it's very difficult for me to you know, like. That's my biggest question: like, What do I drive today? I don't know, and, and, and you know, and you're you're way too young to have a midlife crisis. So it isn't like you bought the Jaguar because you had a midlife crisis. You bought the Jaguar. No, it might have been really, a you're... quarter life or third life. Quarter crisis. life, yeah. You know, like however that. long yeah. my I'll yeah. plan to live. Yeah. You know, that. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> I just think like if you like the cars, you gotta just you gotta go for it. You know, if you, if it's not gonna break the bank, like you know, get your dream car now. You know, live there your you life go. now. That's what I think. There you go. Hey, if people want to read more. Of your stuff on Car and Driver, easy just to Google your name, Clifford Atiyah, A-T-I-Y-E-H, right? Yeah, yeah, I should be the yeah. only one out there. If there's anyone yeah, else like me, let me know if yeah. you want to see the yeah, imposter. Probably. And uh, people can follow <laughs> you on Twitter, Facebook, and IG, right? Yeah, yeah, I'm at, at Clifford Atiyah on Twitter. You can find me there. Yeah, and uh, and uh, you, were, you, were, you, were slow to, you were slow to adapt uh, social media. Well, I wasn't as revolutionary as you, John. You were doing live <laughs> chats, and you were. John was schooling me when I was uh, a young blood at the Boston Globe, and we would do yeah. live interviews all the time with readers. And like, I I had no idea about this stuff. And so you're you've been going strong and stronger than ever after all these years, John. 
There you go. Hey, Cliff, I want to thank you for taking a little time out of your Saturday and uh, uh, filling us in about what happened at the New England Motor Press meeting. I, that night I was a little bit off because uh, I, I, got my, uh, I got my Moderna booster shot the day before, and it, I think it kicked, right. in, it kicked in on the way to the meeting. So I was feeling a little, a little under the weather that that day but uh it was it was a good meeting and uh again whenever you have uh, whenever you have a major ceo from a, a car company come out to uh uh come out here to new england it's always a good day no definitely yeah thank yeah. you again john all right hey cliff thanks and uh and uh trick or treat <laughs> you too happy halloween all right all right take care bye-bye that was Cliff Atia, contributing editor for Car and Driver. You can find his stuff. A lot of videos on Car Gurus. Just Google his name, Clifford Atia, A-T-I-Y-E-H. And uh, you can find him and see some of the reviews he's done, the video reviews. He he does a really good job on Car Gurus. And he uh, he wrote a story, and I, I, we're going to go over it a little bit later, about uh, why people are stealing catalytic converters. Uh, yeah, and they, they are still, unfortunately, and we'll talk a little bit about that when we get back. And of course, we want to hear from you. Our phone number is Greg Verga, candidate for mayor of Gloucester, and I paid for and approved this message. 14 years as your city councilor and school committee chair taught me the importance of being fair and professional, building consensus to deliver results to our residents, and putting the people of Gloucester first in every decision. I know how the city should operate. My vision for Gloucester is that we refocus wasted energy back on the bread and butter issues that every resident expects and deserves. I'm Greg Verga, and I hope to earn your vote for mayor of Gloucester on Tuesday, November 2nd. Thank you. Do you believe in ghosts? Haunted Footsteps Ghost Tours will take you through Salem streets and alleys on a lantern-lit stroll as costume guides resurrect Salem's dark past. I'm Giovanni Alabizo of Salem Historical Tours inviting you to sign up for one of our several daily tours. Learn about the 1692 witchcraft trials. Visit significant historical sites, including the witch house, the sheriff's location, and more. Check out our gift shop. Visit SalemHistoricalTours.com today. Dad, there's only one thing I'm afraid of this Halloween month. That's the fact that Misha and Mitsubishi might run out of inventory. That's a scary thought, son. However, we've got some treats. With brand new Mitsubishi starting at just $13,900, it's hard to keep them in stock. Hundreds of people have taken advantage of our credit amnesty program. With $500 down and just $2,000 a month income, you drive away in a brand new Mitsubishi. And I just got a couple extra truckloads. No more nightmares of being without wheels. That's right, $500 down, $2,000 gross monthly income, you're approved. Poor credit, no credit. Not a problem at Misho Mitsubishi. We'll get you some wheels. No tricks, just treats. That's right. 500 down, 2,000 gross monthly income, and you're approved. MishaMitsubishi.com. We are your feel-good dealer. Misha Mitsubishi. M-I-C-H-A-U-T. 
Probember event is back, and we're thanking pros like you all month long. So when you become a pro loyalty member now through November 24th, you'll get a welcome kit via mail, Lowe's bucket included. It's all part of Provember, going on online and in stores. Lowe's, the new home for pros. New accounts only. More terms and conditions apply. While supplies last, visit Lowe's.com slash pro loyalty for details. U.S. only. Raising your inner voice with Jay Foss. You can do more than you want to do. You can accomplish more than you want to accomplish. Sundays at 7. So let's start raising the bar. Let's go ahead and say, you know what? This is, in fact, the only life that we have. How can we make it more enjoyable to do? Raising your inner voice. Sundays at 7. It'll turn out not to be a nightmare. Call in on 104.9 FM. Hey, welcome back to the Car Doctor program on North Shore 104.9. Uh, if you missed the job fair uh, in Peabody uh, last week and you're interested in coming to work for AAA, we're having another one in Avon on Thursday. Um, and uh, if you uh, you can just go to uh, AAA.com slash careers and you can find out more about it. But it is going to be uh, it is going to be uh, Thursday. Uh, November 4th at our Avon Fleet Center. It's uh, right off of Route 24. Uh, easy enough to find. Uh, but go to AAA.com slash careers. You can find out more about it. Uh, I, I found out some information that I thought was, I thought was pretty interesting about us uh, at AAA. I always learn new things, even though I've been there forever. But, um, you know, we, we have this hiring bonus that where, you know, if, you, if you're a tow truck driver and, you know, you come to work for us and, or you want to come to work for us as a tow truck driver, it's, uh, I think it's up to $2,500 hiring bonus. But some of our contractors, and our contractors do probably, uh, you know, three quarters of the workforce. So we have our own employees. We have a couple hundred of our own employees and, you know, several hundred of our own trucks, but that's not enough. We have to rely on a contractor network. And, um, you know, they're having trouble hiring folks, too. So we're even helping them. Uh, so if, uh, you know, Big Biff's towing and repair said, hey, you know, hey, AAA, you're kind of trying to hire my people away. And we said, hey, Big Biff, if uh, you can hire somebody and you want to set some, you know, some steps in place that you hire them, you know, this week, they make a 30-day review, a 90-day, whatever it is, we'll pay the sign-on bonus. So we're even helping our contractors pay the sign-on bonus uh, so they can get help, so they can essentially help us do our job and and do work for AAA. So it all sort of all sort of works out. Uh, so we're we're you know constantly trying, and we're also over hiring uh, for fleet uh, technicians. So you know we want to have more than we need, and we want to do the same thing with call receivers too. We want to have more call center staff than we need because uh, you know people people either move on or it could get really busy. We don't know, and you know we want to be ready for that. So yeah, go to AAA.com/careers and you can find out more about it. Um, our buddy Paul in Braintree uh, sent a uh, sent me an email, and he said you've probably seen this as well. And it was um, it was uh, from uh, 
the Boston Globe, and it says a federal judge is set to rule as soon as next next week on the fate of the Massachusetts right to repair law enacted by referendum last November, which intended to give car owners access to their vehicle's digital data. Uh, but the ruling may be delayed as Massachusetts Attorney General Maura Healey seeks to introduce new evidence showing that automaker Subaru is deactivating the wireless data systems of its cars sold in Massachusetts as a way to comply with the new law. Under the law, automakers must give Massachusetts consumer access uh, the car's telematic data, diagnostic information via wireless connection. The new law is intended to let consumers get their cars repaired at their own mechanics and ensure that independent repair shops remain competitive with new car dealerships by giving them equal access to the data. Back in 2013 or 12, whatever it was, I worked uh, pretty hard with the uh, with a, a lot of different people trying to get the right to repair law passed. And depending on how you look at it, uh, the wireless part, the telematics part, is either included or not, or excluded, depending on how you look at it. One place it says it's included for diagnostics, another place it says it's excluded for uh, proprietary information. So, so it gets a little confusing. The law was supposed to take effect with the coming of the 2022 model year, but the Alliance of Automotive Innovation and Association of the World's Top Car Makers filed a suit to overturn the new law almost as soon as the voters approved it. The alliance says only the federal government, not a state, is empowered to pass such a law. In addition, car makers said they could not design the digital systems of their cars in time to comply with the law's 2022 model deadline. And this is an article by Hiawatha Bray of the Globe. It says, during the trial, which was held in June and July, Healy told U.S. Uh, District Court Judge Douglas Woodlock that it would be sufficient for car makers to switch off the telematics uh, service on cars sold in Massachusetts until they could provide a digital data to independent repair shops on an equal footing. But, but at the time, Healy was not aware that an automaker was planning to do exactly that. In August, a consumer contacted Healy's office, according to court documents filed last Friday. He said he bought a 2022 Subaru Outback from North Reading Subaru and was told he could not obtain the company's Starlink telematic service which provides stolen vehicle tracking and emergency system while also monitoring the car's vital mechanical system. The customer's told Subaru wasn't providing Starlink to the Massachusetts customers in order to avoid violating the right to repair law. So it even gets a little bit more confusing. Uh, an investigator for the Attorney General's Office contract contacted 20 Subaru dealers in Massachusetts. Court records show several said it was company policy not to activate Starlink in cars sold in Massachusetts. The dealers provided a memo from Jeffrey Rubble, R-U-B-L-E, a general manager of Subaru dealers of New England, stating that Subaru of America is determined it no longer able to offer Starlink safety and, safety and security subscriptions to Massachusetts residents beginning with the model year 2022. This means a valuable feature of Subaru is unavailable to consumers in Massachusetts, at least for the time being. But according to Healy, it also means that car makers can switch off telematic systems in Massachusetts without affecting service in the rest of the United States. By doing this, they can buy time to upgrade their electronics to comply with the Massachusetts law, making it unnecessary to overturn the law in its entirety. In response, the Car Makers Alliance said it has never denied the ability to deactivate telematics. It argues that contrary to Subaru's claim, merely switching off the service does not bring the car companies into compliance with the law.
kind of sounds like it does. In addition, it says turning off the telematics hinders car makers' ability to deliver safety-related service updates or receive automatic crash notification, thereby reducing driver safety. And uh, officials of the Auto Alliance, Subaru dealer, and the Attorney General's all declined further comment, probably because it's all crazy right now. But, yeah, I can understand what Subaru's doing. They're saying we're doing this, but basically what it also means is you bought a car that had a certain package in it and you're unable to get it. It would be like it would be like saying, oh, I bought the AM-FM radio, but I only get AM because um, FM's not available in Massachusetts because of some law. But I paid for it, so why don't I get it? Kind of the same thing. Acura, which has already been selling 2022 model vehicles, uh, did something different. They're saying they have their customers sign a memo or a, a contract or something that says, look, you're not going to be able to get the telematics information. Um, it will still come back to Acura, but your independent repair shop and your you alone won't be able to get the telematics information. Um, but if you're agreeing, if you want to buy a 2022 Acura, I'll tell you what, we'll give you four years of free maintenance. Um until we be, until we're able to figure this out. So Acura is doing it a little bit differently. They're saying, well, you know, we're kind of bound by the same rules, but if you're happy enough with four years of free service, you get the car. If you're not happy with four years of free service, it might not be able to sell you the car because of the law. So it, it's, it's, it's kind of getting a little bit crazy. And I can't imagine that car manufacturers want to, you know, be in this position either. So, I'm sure there's some some way around it, but uh, uh, it is it is it is certainly getting confusing. There's no question about it. So, um, so anyway, so 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 that's that's kind of the story with uh, with that. And uh, it is you know we're trying to we're trying to watch it and see what's going on. Our phone number again eight hundred three seventy one zero four nine eight hundred three seventy one zero four nine. Here's here's some this is this is really sad news. Um, in GM, the shop chair who helped build ventilators uh, during the pandemic, this guy, Greg Wolford, who helped run the automaker's ventilation ventilator pr- production out of his home plant in Indiana, died of COVID. So here's a guy who tried to help people survive through COVID, and he died of COVID. That's sort of sad. Um, sorry to bring everybody down with that little, little bit of news. Um, this is, you know, for those of you who think somehow the chip issue isn't real, um, it really is. Consumers demand uh, flourishing dealers need to sell cars. Uh, so what automakers struggle to do is uh, build new ones. Retailers are doing everything they can to acquire used vehicles in their lots. That's why you're seeing more used than new sometimes. It's a point of putting flyers on windows. Windshield wipers in malls, they said, this is a dealer out in Texas. He said, they, apparently they go around in shopping malls and say, if you want to buy your car, we'll, if you want to sell your car, we'll buy it. There are many factors affecting the used vehicle market, and one key variable for it is the return to seasonal norms. And for dealers such as uh, Luciano, who feels some kind of relief as the automakers need to assemble more vehicles, the ability is being hobbled by the pandemic shutdown and shortage of microchips. But what about the vehicles that were never built? Well, there's an issue too. So, you know, they're they're trying to, you know, they're trying to kind of make it all work the best they can. And uh, yeah, I asked uh, Jim Morrison uh, when I was talking to him on Tuesday night. 
So how is the chip shortage affecting you? And he said, to be honest with you, a year and a half ago, I couldn't even spell micro, you know, semiconductor. You know, but he said, uh, now, he said, yeah, he said, we're, we're doing okay. But he said, certainly it has hampered production. He said, you know, we have to, you know, there's been times we have to shut down a line for a week or two until we wait for chips to come in. So it is a bit of a, a little bit of a struggle with them still. So. There you go. So it is still some things to do. When we come back, I want to talk about the car that got me around a little bit last week, which is kind of an interesting car, new little Mazda EV called the MX-30, and also a little uh, some tips about uh, getting your car ready for winter. Uh, I hate to say it, even though it's a pretty nice temperature out today, um, it felt a little bit more like winter the last couple of days, and can you imagine the storm that we had uh, the other night if that was actually a, a blizzard instead of a rainstorm? I mean, the rain was bad enough, and the wind certainly, we had 90-mile-an-hour gusts, so it was sort of like a, a hurricane of sorts. But uh, we'll talk about uh, how to get your car ready for winter at the same time. My name's John Paul. This is the Car Doctor Program. Our phone number is 800-370-1049. We'll be right back. Caddy with a custom seat, it's leatherette, they're all rolled in fleet. Come on, little mama, sit by my side. You and your daddy gonna go for a ride. I'm a hot rod man. La Machia Realty Beverly is a full-service value-based real estate brokerage. It's the best fall to buy a home in two years. So don't wait. Visit LaMachiaRealty.com. La Machia Realty will guide you to your success. Hi folks, this is Gerard Moynihan of Moynihan Lumber. If you're replacing the windows in your home, please see the Anderson 400 series windows on display at any of our three locations in North Reading, Beverly, or Plaston, New Hampshire. The Anderson 400 is attractive, durable, energy efficient, and reasonably priced. Remember, Anderson is the most trusted name in windows. See the Anderson 400 at any of our three locations. That's North Reading, Beverly, or Plaston, New Hampshire, or at MoynihanLumber.com. Moynihan Lumber, we measure up. Here's to optimism, comebacks, and fresh new starts. At Salem 5 Bank, we have the technology and exceptional service to be the spark that inspires you. From commercial loans and mortgages you can count on, to rewarding checking accounts, nationally recognized online services, and innovative voice banking. Let us be the bridge to what's next. It's time to make your move. Salem 5. Make your move. Member FDIC, member DIF. We're planning a trip to Spain later this year. But our Spanish is... It's pretty bad. So we're using Babbel. Babbel's conversation-based method teaches you real-life words and phrases. And with Babbel's interactive, bite-sized lessons, you'll remember what you learned. There's no easier way to learn another language. Ahora hablamos español. He just said, now we speak Spanish. Babbel, language for life. Now try Babbel for free. Just go to Babbel.com. That's B-A-B-B-E-L dot com. Hi, everyone. I'm Mark Rosenthal. Welcome to Saturday, everybody. Here is your North Shore. one out four nine forecast serving the North Shore of the Merrimack Valley. Occasional rain today. At times, it could be pouring. Other times, just lighter showers coming through. It's breezy, 55 to 60. Another bout of rain and wind will through overnight, though in mid-50s. The rain will end tomorrow morning. Some afternoon sun, breezy, mild, though 60s, perhaps. Monday, a mixture of sun clouds, cooler temps, mostly in the 50s. 
forecast being brought to you by the Berry Tavern in Danvers. The Berry Tavern is open every day for lunch and dinner. The Berry Tavern offers takeout, ordering, curbside pickup, and delivery through local delivery companies. Call the Berry Tavern, 978-777-2377. For local door shore, 1049, I'm Mark Rosenthal. Salem Ghostbusters are coming to the Loft Restaurant and Pub located uh, 1140 Osgood Street in North Andover on Saturday. That's right, today from 12 to 3 and North Shore 1049 crew is going to be there hosting a live broadcast from 1 to 3. That's right, the whole family can enjoy some Halloween fun, take pictures with the Ghostbuster cars, enjoy great food and drinks, have a chance at winning some great prizes. Yeah, that's going on today from 1 to 3 at the uh, at the Loft rest, uh, Restaurant and Pub, and that's 1140 Osgood Street in North Andover. And go see, go see the uh, North Shore 104 crew. Check them out, see what's going on. And uh, I wonder if I went, I wonder if they'd let me take the Ghostbusters caddy for a ride. You think so? Well, you've, since you're the car doctor, I'm sure you would get the green light on that. You would think. I, yeah. I, I, I met the guy who runs the red line once, and I asked him, can, I've never been on the T before. And he said, well, we need to get you on the T. And I said, can I drive it? <laughs> and, <laughs> you're not the tea doctor. Yeah. You're the car doctor. And, and 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 he had a pretty quick answer for that. No. That that's a uh, that's a uh, real strict uh, no. Yeah. And I said, Can I sit up front? Like where the you know, where the person in charge is? And he said, Maybe, <laughs> maybe, maybe. So uh so by yeah, now you're by now you're scaring the guy. Yeah, I know. I know. <laughs> he, he uh yeah. Yeah, that's it. So Anyway, let's uh, uh, let's go to the phones. Our phone number again is eight hundred three seventy one zero four nine. Let's but let's talk to Mike. Michael, good morning. Morning, John. Uh, who are you going to call? Uh, the John. Ghostbusters. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> car, the car yeah, Busters, oh, car doctors. Something. Somebody. You're going to call somebody. I don't know. Yeah. Right. Okay. Well, it goes along with AAA. So who are you going to yeah. call? Ghost. Okay. Anyway, yeah. John, you were talking about the telematics and the turning off. Um, can you tell what information would be different getting it? through the telematics versus plugging into the port so you know the um not the dealer would be able to get that yeah, information I, or I mean, I mean if yeah I mean here's what's ha- OBD2 and the diagnostic connector under the dash will be there forever for emissions purposes so you'll always be able to read you know that your oxygen sensor is out of whack but if you want to use that same connector to reprogram a power window or something. There is talk that by 2024, that will all be done wirelessly. And the other thing that happens, anything that is, anything that you can read, you can transmit wirelessly. So all of the extra stuff. And you think about, and I used a power window for an example. For instance, um, if you stuck your arm in the window of a newer car and put the window up, just as it was starting to squish your arm, um, it would shut down and the window would go down because there's an anti-pinch feature. Well, what happens is sometimes as the track mechanism wears a little bit, um, rather than take the whole window apart and put a new motor in it, they just change the um, change the resistance setting on that window so it actually 
forces its way up a little bit more. And they do that with the scan tool. Um, you know, someday in the not too distant future, the only way you'll be able to do, do that is with a wireless scan tool and do it, uh, do it through telematics. Um, the other thing is, uh, like I said, anything that can be read can be transmitted, and it's two-way communication. So a lot of these cars that are going to have, you know, Starlink, OnStar, you know, whatever the case is, they can they can receive updates electronically, maybe for free, maybe not, depending. And if the telematic system is just completely shut down, you won't get that stuff. So. You know, what you can read with a scan tool, there'll always be some basic information you can read, but some of the other information may not be available. So this truly does make a difference what this judge is ruling. Right. Upcoming ruling is, yeah. Yeah. Just yeah. So, okay. Yeah, so that's one of the things that, you know, that's one of the things that has people concerned. Back in 20. 12 or 13, whenever right to repair first really surfaced, and it actually even surfaced way before that. Um, back then, it was sort of thought that, um, you know, all of this information would be available to the independent repair shops through kind of a universal scan tool, which never really quite happened the way it was supposed to. Uh, but you would have, more importantly, you would have access to all the manufacturers' websites so you could go in and download the latest software information into a consumer's car. Now what they're saying is, well, if you need to upgrade the ECM in a car with a new program, um, you're, you can still do it with a scan tool, but maybe in a couple of years you're not going to be able to. So even though uh, we got access to the to the um, vehicle manufacturer's database, now we don't have any way to connect it to the car because we don't have that universal wireless telematics-based scan tool. So it, it is a little bit tricky. Um, you know, one of the things, you know, way back when, when I first thought about this, it to me, this should, should have been a federal thing, not an individual Massachusetts thing, because that just that just makes it a bit more confusing. So, Okay. All right. Well, yeah. thanks for the clarification. All right. I was hoping. Yeah, all right. Thank uh, you, and happy Halloween right. to you. And the happy Halloween to you as well, and trick or treat. Thank you, sir. Bye. All right. Take care. Why don't we go real quick to Tom? Tom, good morning. Uh, hang on one second. Let me just oh, look oh. up. Hang on one second. Oh, Give me oh, a second. Okay. Yep, yep, yep. I, I caught I caught Biff by surprise. You know, big Biff's towing and recovery caught him by surprise. I thought we were going in a different direction, but oh, and, and, but guess what? No, no, we can and we can do whatever you want. No, and here's Tom from Weymouth. Oh, here's Tom from Weymouth. Tom. Hey, how you doing, John? Hey, Good. hope you get electricity back because it's going downhill on the South Shore. <laughs> yeah, that's, it out the window. That's what I understand. Yeah, yeah. He, yeah you, you want you want some you want some Hamburg that's been uh, sitting in a refrigerator with no electricity <laughs> in it for a couple of days? Yeah. Uh, no, thank you. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, hey, John, what what, what is AAA? Uh, are you getting many calls for breakdowns on electric cars, dead batteries, no, or no, any other type no. of things? And how are you handling it? If you the, the only th the only thing we're getting calls for with electric cars is flat tires because ninety nine percent of all the electric cars don't have a spare. So mm -hmm. when somebody gets a flat tire, they're like, oh, wow. yeah. So um, that's, we do about, uh, the last I checked, we do an average of about 250 electric car road service calls a month. So hardly any. I mean, we did we did mm -hmm. 6,000 road service calls yesterday. So, you know, 250 is hardly anything. Um, none of them are for out of, out of gas, out of gas, out of electricity. Um, some of them are the, it's just it breaks down, you know, whatever mechanics 
mechanical stuff. Mm. Here's what we're doing though. We just we we just ordered uh, seven. We're going to try them out. Seven. I think they're 15 kilowatt giant generators that we're going to mount in the back of an F350 pickup truck, and they have enough capacity where they can charge about a mile a minute equivalent. So we'll be able to pull up to somebody, spend 20 minutes chatting with them, and then they'll get about another 20 miles or so of range, so they'll be able to hopefully get to a, a faster charging station or home. And the second thing we're doing, we just ordered, and who knows if we'll ever get them, we just ordered five or six Ford Lightning pickup trucks, so the all-electric Ford Lightning, and that uses, we, we're hoping to be able to do um, plug-in where that would normally plug in the DC high charger and actually plug from one car to the other and charge right up right off the electric truck without a generator so we're hoping yeah. to do that we're going to try it we're, we're going to try it we're definitely going in that direction even our driving school cars uh we're looking at plug-in hybrids on our next replacement so hey mm. uh, we got to get going we got to okay. take another break right. but yeah that's what that's our plans okay. uh we Thank need to, we will be right back uh you're listening to north shore 104.9 my name's john paul we'll be right back Boda. Hi, I'm Scott Trenti of the Greater North Shore Link, representing Greater Lynn Senior Services, the Disability Resource Center, and Senior Care. I'm here to encourage older adults and folks with disabilities to get their COVID vaccine. Our agencies can help with transportation if you need it, options counseling for assistance in getting the vaccine, and answer any questions you have. Please contact us at 781-599-0110. That's 781-599-0110. Get ready for the colder weather with Agway of Danvers. We're stocked and deliver seasoned firewood with four types of wood pellets, coal, and embry blocks. Those cozy fires at home. Hi, I'm Dan Wiles, owner of the Agway of Danvers. Now is the best time to be reseeding your lawn with Agway's grass seed and fall fertilizer. It's also a great time to decorate for Halloween. We're stocked with decorative cornstalks, straw, and white and orange pumpkins. Prepare your chicken coop for the winter. We have heated waterers, coop clean bedding, boredom busters, and more. Come see us in Waltham or at 9 Wenham Street in Danvers today. Breaking news at Misho Mitsubishi in Danvers. The 2022, that's right, not a 21, 2022 Outlander has arrived. And wow, what a ground-up new design. Dad, I am obsessed with the new look of this car. It looks like it's from a different planet. You've heard Back to the Future? You remember the Mitsubishi Montero everyone was talking about? This is the 22 Outlander. This 22 Outlander is a seven-passenger vehicle, fully equipped with all the latest technology. Forward collision mitigation rear braking control, and this Outlander gets great gas mileage. Let's not forget about the Eclipse Cross. That has arrived too. A 2022 Eclipse Cross. What a design. Ultimately, what we're trying to say here is we've got product. And it's all redesigned with a 10-year, 100,000-mile warranty. You can't go wrong with a Mitsubishi right now. Misho Mitsubishi, Route 114 in Danvers, MishoMitsubishi.com. Misho Mitsubishi. Have your morning coffee with me, Mark Friedman, host of Dollars and Cents, each and every Sunday morning from 8 to 9 a.m. We'll start your day with financial advice. 
in a language you can understand. And welcome back to the Car Doctor Program. And I just heard the Mark Friedman commercial in uh, in a language you can understand. And I actually called him one day. And we were chatting, and he actually did talk in a language I could understand. We have we have uh, representation at work through Fidelity, and I was talking to the guy, and he's like just rambled off with a whole bunch of acronyms of things, and I had no idea. And I talked to Mark, and I'm like, oh, I feel better. I I'm, I, I like him. I, so uh, tomorrow morning, listen to Mark Friedman. He can, it really is financial advice you can understand. And tomorrow, between twelve and three. Uh, take a ride over to the Loop in Methuen and celebrate Halloween in their annual trick-or-treating event. Uh, that's going to be, again, from 12 to 3. Best costumes receive a golden ball and a chance to win great prizes. Get photos with Ghostbusters. Join North Shore Morning host Hank Morse for a live broadcast be- between 12 noon and 1 at the Center Courtyard. Music prizes, candy, and more at the Loop in Methuen. And I understand Joe Pantadozzi could probably show up at the Loop tomorrow and win because of the way he's dressed today. Is that true, Joe? Uh, good morning, uh, John Paul. No, uh, well, a little subtle subtle look. Biff, Biff kind of liked it this morning. I, uh, I have a shirt with bats oh, you on look, it. You look actually. great. <laughs> you got a shirt with bats on it. But, yeah. but, but you know, if you look at it, you really don't know. You see a little design, you don't realize there are bats coming at you. But so uh, it's, it's a little more subtle. I think. Yeah. I mean, believe me, I've gone. I've gone the extreme sometimes. But and, uh, <laughs> and the and the, I understand your uh, your belt buckle is pretty. Neat <laughs> well, I think. Well, let me see. It's uh, it's skeleton heads, I guess, with crossbones. So yeah. Oh. I didn't I forgot I had that on as well. But yeah, huh? Biff, Biff, <laughs> Biff summed it up pretty pretty well. <laughs> How oh, are you, you doing? Know, yeah. You know, Biff. Biff is pretty observant, so yes, you know. I like that yeah. about him. Yeah, yeah, yeah we, we, we do, we do. Yeah, so uh, you know, Halloween's coming up, and of course, we want to remind you know, uh, you know, parents if they're out there with their kids, you know, make sure the kids have flashlights. You know, as much as people wear masks, uh, make sure it doesn't cover your eyes. You want to be able to see where you're going. And for motorists out there, also be careful because um, you know, especially little kids. Little kids have narrow fields of view, and they don't look up and down much, which is why little kids run into furniture all the time. Uh, so they're going to be darting from house to house. Be extra careful. And um, and jump. Well, too, with masks, too, with not even counting the, the COVID masks, but regular masks, yeah. I mean, they prohibit uh, peripheral yeah. vision. And, uh, you know, it's funny. I was thinking as I was driving in this morning, you know, we used to change the clocks um, before Halloween. So it's a week yeah. later. So in a way, that is good because it's a little bit, you know, lighter, longer. Yeah, a little bit. Yeah, is, a little bit. But for the still, younger kids. Yeah. Yeah, no, be, be real careful out there. So, Joe, what do you got going on for Breaking Bread today? Well, you know, we, it's, it's Halloween tomorrow, but it's also Election Day coming up on Tuesday. Ah. Big in Boston. So I have um, mayoral candidate uh, Anissa Asabi-George coming on. Um, and she's running against uh, Michelle Wu uh, for the mayoral candidate. Two, you know, two roles, uh, two people running for that position. Yep. And then, of course, I have from the Salem Waterfront Hotel, uh, Mike Rocket. Talking about Salem, I be thinking about Salem. So Halloween and Election Day uh, show today on Breaking Bread. It could they both could be scary. <laughs> Usually my shows are pretty scary, actually. <laughs> but uh, well, Joe. Anyway, I want to I wanted to uh, you know say to you and of course all of our listeners and Biff as well. Uh, have a happy and safe Halloween, trick or treat, and all that kind of stuff. And until next week, make sure you wear your seatbelt, drive safely, be good to your car, and if you see emergency vehicles by the side of the road, slow down or move over. It saves lives. Talk to you all next week. Bye-bye.